in the year 1730, during the reign of the Emperor Yong Cheng, one of the early emperors of the Manchu Qing dynasty, many Kung Fu experts were recruited by the emperor and were taught how to use that fearsome weapon, the flying guillotine. Welcome to the GG Guillotine Fantasy Football League Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Frederick Chopin, a.k.a. Freddy Chops, and I'm here with the statistical magician. You know him as LF Guillotine, a.k.a. Let's Fucking Guillotine. I was checking the us. Specs on the end line for the rotary girder. I'm retarded. Jason, how are you? That is correct. I am retarded. Thank you for having me. I am retarded, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Happy uh, Monday to you, sir. So, I know you watched the Ravens game. We had a couple guys at the Ravens game, it looked like. Uh, <laughs> Kittle, little kid. Uh, Kittle engine that could the tongue twister there. I saw him and his father there with some of the uh, tryout mascots. Looked like a beautiful day. Looked like the really fun football game until like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. What happened? I do not know what happened. Truly phenomenal performance though. I think from uh, from start to finish, on um, both sides of the ball. What we got? Forty two, thirty eight. Final score. I mean, I would say the game had everything. So glad for the guys that were there. Sorry that we're all Ravens fans ish. But, uh, I mean, what, you got open and drive kickoff from Duvernay. Duvernay. 75-yard touchdown. What a pick Duvernay. he's turned out to be. Kelly Gregg meets with. I was sitting there with him when he made that pick, and I was like, you're such a homer. Why would you pick Devin Duvernay? And he's been Saw incredible. Oh, God. I, I got Bateman on my squad, and he had a you know, 75-yard touchdown. Um, Lamar Jackson's running for 79 yards. Waddle's got 19 <laughs> targets. Tyreek Hill, 190 yards. This is a game. The of the, that's the best game all week. Master Bateman yeah. finally getting in there. Isaiah Likely came alive a little Isaiah bit Likely there. Showed up. Right? I mean, it like seemed that. like a very concentrated offensive attack, which is nice for fantasy. Don't sleep on Tua, man. Two, uh, four for five for his targets for 20-plus yards down the field. Uh, including three touchdowns. Yeah, they were, they were calling him Tua Montana on the broadcast, I think. <laughs> I think in the end, Baltimore just got a little bit too confident. Um, they were up 28-7 at the half. Dolphins could have just crawled in their shell and went away, but they didn't smoke us with a 20, uh, was it a 28-point fourth quarter? That was, I mean, in your own house. Good God almighty, the Dolphins. Welcome to the house. What welcome, I mean, it, Welcome to the house. Ravens defense just needs, a, uh, needs some smelling salts, huh? Yeah, wake up, friends. Wake up. Ice up, son. Where's Steve Smith? <laughs> That's a lot of speed on that Miami team. I'll give him credit for that. To a right-handed yeah. idiot throwing with his left hand, though. You got to take advantage of that. They're going to be trouble, man. They are going to be trouble. So we do have a couple quick corrections from week one of the podcast. We are glad to have you back in with us today. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I probably sound a little bit different. I'm not driving in my car doing a podcast. I actually had a proper microphone here. So I do want to give a quick uh, apology to Mr. SMDFTB. I referred to him as Suck My Dick for the Boys 
on episode one and it's been brought to my attention that's actually suck my dick from the back so uh apologies my friend very sorry for that sir and we may even be talking to him uh very soon on the pod we will see what happens this week but to get us started I think what we're going to do here is we're going to go ahead and go through the waiver wire buys from last week and kind of check out how they performed as just a little quick Monday pod. You know, it was a lot of dollars being thrown around last week, and we want to see how everyone fared with their new acquisitions. So, Jason, I'm going to pull up the waiver bidding here. And as we know from uh, pod one, you were the Highest bidder on A.J. Brown, the most expensive player, $371. I wish we could talk about it and I could laugh at you when he gets like two catches and 30 yards, but they haven't played yet. like that. And if we go on down the list, Compton Bama's second most expensive, Derrick Henry, still yet to play this evening. The Monday night doubleheader in week two, the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. They usually do the doubleheader in week one. I have no idea why they switched it to week two, but uh, it's just maybe too, it's just just in line with the chaos that week two was. Let's just get a double players. Monday night. Uh, I still need to play. Let's I'm just get a double Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> Down here at the bottom, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah, sweating a little bit, Freddie, this week. Sweating a little bit, uh Frederick Chopin. So the third most expensive player bought off the waiver wire last week to Mr. Get Off Me, Darren Waller, tight end for Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. The Raiders. dollars hey, Say that again. Six for fifty in the touchdown is what hundred and eighty three dollars is gonna buy you. This I mean, week. what do we, how do we feel about that? I mean, where does that sit so far um, as far as the tight ends? I mean, I feel like there weren't a lot of the the startable tight ends with touchdowns this week, were there? No, there weren't a lot. Um, I will say, though, looking at the market, interesting enough, wide receivers, a PPR, fire enough, P- wide receivers were some of the top bidded um, position. But tight end, you know, premium tight end is key, and Darren Waller is key. So he was up there. Um, I think the average winning bid was about 198 bucks. So our 183 came in below it. So nicely done. Get off me. Um, the minimum, somebody got them for $51. Who knows what these leagues look like, but when mom and dad are bidding. But we got some serious ones here in the guillotine. guillotine. So I think it was a good call, man. I think great call on Darren Waller. Good game. Got your touchdown. Got your yards. Got his touchdown. Look like Zach Ertz had a big week here too. 11 targets, 8 catches. He might have been leading the tight end so far. But yeah, if you're, if you're getting a touchdown, I mean, you're getting looks. That was a I mean, supposed to be a higher scoring game, right? I think that hit the under. Well, it had an awesome finish too. So it was one of those wild ones. Yeah, it was slow. Um, there were a lot of slow games. And then you just turned them on in the second half. It was like everyone just came came alive. We had a lot of scoring uh, after about three o'clock. I'll tell you this though, uh, speaking of get off me and his, and his uh, waiver wire acquisitions, uh, definitely happy to get his 17 points out of Darren Waller. You look at his other pickup, Isaiah Pacheco, with a nice .6 for a six-yard attempt. So, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we, did, we touched on that. A backup running back for a team that yeah. was spreading it out, uh, $54. He dropped Trey Sermon, who uh, he had, I guess he had drafted, get off me. Trey Sermon let go from the 49ers. I believe he was picked up by Philadelphia and placed on the practice squad. But 
$54, right. I guess it's not a lot, right? You got a $1,000 budget, but it's still a decent chunk when the next bid was 10 bucks. I mean, obviously, people wanted to take a stab, maybe get them on the bench. Um, but I just, you know, I felt like that was just a lot of money. I, I couldn't imagine putting it's a bid out like 30, for a backup running back, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd say $30 over market, 24 bucks was the average for old Pacheco. But um, hey, get your guy, Kansas City's a squad. Good depth. We'll see. Um, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens long term. So that was get off me's two picks. We liked the Waller. I think that was a good price. Pacheco. Um, maybe not. Okay. So then next, uh, we talked about this on the pod, DeAndre Carter. Now we know who he is. The Kittle engine that could. He picked him up because you know, he explained to us in the chat that he had lost his starting wide receiver due to a hamstring, Keenan Allen. So picked up his replacement, $85.00 strong there was another twenty dollar bid shit that's probably strong too but he had a nice week one and expected to be the full-time sit-in for keenan allen and actually kittle engine that could said he wasn't sure he's was going to start him even after the 85 dollar bid uh mm. i looked back at his team and i believe he actually benched him so 85 dollars for a guy he didn't start what do we think what do you think <laughs> well we didn't know yeah we didn't know who the guy was at the time Personally, I think that Josh Palmer would have been the name to go to, but he gets him a touchdown. So Herbert's looking for him with his broken ribs. Um, you are right; he did bench him. Eight points on the bench, which isn't but, um, which isn't terrible. I mean, I, terrible. I think he probably made the right play. I mean, he started AJ AJ Green. Arizona's lacking in the wide receiver core, so it was really it was really Green. I guess he was probably the third, or maybe even the second there. Um, you know, they got a guy out on suspension. They got a bunch of injuries. So I don't hate that. In a game that was supposed to be much more higher, high-powered, um, you know, the, the Cardinals and the Raiders there, I think. And they, they might actually, 49, 50, 52 point I total. Think, they might have just went, hit the over. I think it was like a 51 yeah, I, point total or something like that. I think A.J. Green had a touchdown bounce off his hands too, so that would have pushed him over. But you know what? Kind of did it for him. Amon, Amon Ross. It doesn't Brown. matter who else he plays. Yeah. He, he, he has enough points for a, the entire Nazi wide receiver go. core. The Sun God in Detroit. I mean, he's he's Mr. the number Universe's one son. wide receiver with the bullet right now, right? I mean, who would you rather have um, over Amon Ross St. Brown? Would he get him in like the fifth round, fourth round? I mean, he, did you get your boy? Yeah, McCaffrey, Brady, Woods. I mean, he had to take Keenan. I imagine those are like the first four rounds, then Amonra, either fourth or fifth. I mean, that's that's the pick of the draft so far. I don't even think there's a question about that. No, that's a nice pickup. I think he's a, he's definitely he's doing doing good things. Hard Knocks hero, Mr. Universe son. Let's go, Amonra, St. Brown. The sun god. So, I will say, to DeAndre Carter, market had him at, the average was 17 bucks. So... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, we was close. I don't know. We were close. We're but, right. uh, what did you say? The market? We might have missed this. What did the market have? Um, let's go back to the top because they haven't played yet. But I just want to know, since you have the data there, yep. the statist statistical magician, A.J. Brown. Statistical retard. Yeah, hard for me to say. You paid $371 for A.J. Brown. Uh, the next closest bid was 301 What does the market think about that? So average win was three forty five, minimum two fifty two. The max somebody got him at five sixty one. So I mean, so you really take, weren't that far off. I'm all right. Yeah, that's so. I mean, in hindsight, probably um, you know a good bid by you there, just a little bit over the average. So you had a good chance of getting him, no matter what league you were in. 
um, 300. The next bid, that was, you know, basically the average right between those two. Derrick Henry, Compton Bama's 367. What did the market think about that? Yeah, so, you know, hey, top tier running backs, you know, obviously are valued. So average bid, 438. So nicely done. Um, somebody put a 999 as the max win. So somebody went all in and said, give me Derrick Daddy Henry. fat sacks. Um, Big but average pockets. is 438. So, yeah. Now, what's interesting, too, they have another stat, and this comes from our site that shows, like, a total fab spend. So, ultimately, like, where was anybody dumping their dumping their pockets? Derrick Henry had $104,000. So, everybody's – he was either a, a big top? pickup, a big drop across the board. Right, right. Um, bad week one, but, probably uh, a lot of teams that took him first pick are in, in, in a bad right. spot, right? Right, right, right. He's going to do too much week one. So you're paying for projection, but prove it to me. You know, A.J. Brown, I kind of saw it prove it. You know, week one, he proved it. Let's go. It's not projections anymore. So. All right. Well, that's good to know. Um, as we're moving down the list here, just to sort of cap this thing off, I want to highlight this really quick. Compton Bama's other pick, uh, Aaron Rodgers, just played last yep. night, the Sunday night game. Um, the owner of the Chicago Bears had a decent game. He paid $76. What do the market think about that Aaron Rodgers bid? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you know, 82 bucks. So we're under we're under the average, which is nice. I think it's really good. Got a little bit of a deal. Was the max. Okay. Yep. I mean, good job. Next good highest job. bid, $50. Good job, Compton Bamas. But I, the reason I wanted to highlight this for a second here is – Compton Bama's had to drop a player, obviously, to pick up Aaron Rodgers. He dropped Zach Moss, the running back for the Buffalo Bills. And Zach hit the wire. So when the, the first waiver wire ran, I did not successfully – I mean, I had several bids out there. Did not was not successful in getting any of the players I bid on. But at the second run of waivers, I did bid a dollar on Zach Moss, was able to pick him up. And due to some injuries and some unforeseen circumstances, I will be playing Zach Moss tonight. And I need him to have at least like 10 <laughs> points so I do not get chopped. Currently sitting at the bottom of the Giga Guillotine leaderboard, your boy, Freddie Chops, sweating, butthole is tight. I think you're all right, man. 20 points saves a day. 20 divided by three. I think you'll be all right, man. Especially Kirk Cousins should, uh, I think... Let's not ruin anything, but Kirk Cousins uh, should push you over the edge. But My any chopping Monday, I don't know. All right, so little drum roll here. We're going to go ahead and take a look at the week two leaderboard. All right, at the top, we got to give a shout out to Tejas, the Plainsman, 136 points. He's still got a player left, too. Projected highest on the week. His quarterback went berserk. I know, wasn't. He has Geno Smith. Yeah. He didn't have a quarterback. Okay. It wasn't his It was quarterback. the quarterback's like, wide receiver. The, yeah. Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Two touchdowns, 170 yards, 11 grabs. Najee Harris, happy to see him play. He was healthy. Thought for a minute there he wasn't going to make it out this week. Tyler Lockett. Um, that's a great game for Tyler Lockett. It looked like the traditional Lockett we're used to seeing. Corey Davis, the Hail Mary there, one touchdown, 66-yarder. Blacko. Mark Andrews, uh, he's back. That's why you Doing take him early, thing. right? 104 yards, nine balls. He liked to see that. He even had some rushing yards. Are they handing the ball off to Mark Andrews in Baltimore? I don't know what he was doing. I think it's kind of some goal line work. <laughs> it's a fumble he picked maybe up. It's or? A, or if it's a behind the, if it's a behind a the line pass, pass is yeah, it considered yeah. a rush? Yeah. Maybe. So there's the other wide receiver in Arizona there, Marquise Brown, too. 
Great week for Tejas. No, re- no need to worry there. Compton Bama spending last week, showing out 112 points, currently in second place. Uh, King Poop, Kittle Engine that could, another good week. Here we are questioning his waiver decisions, and he just continues to dominate. Behind him, Flocked Up, St. Crim, LF Guillotine, our boy, all clearly above the uh, midway mark, going to make it easily into week two. I'm me. We're sitting here at 97.3. Not the greatest week, but like we said, if you can get close to that 100-point total, he's done for the week. Um, 97 is going to get him in the next week. As the as the weeks go on, you know that that hundred point mark becomes more of a um, you know a concern if you don't hit it. For now, like we said, until about the midway point, if you can get a hundred hundred points on the week, you're going to be looking pretty good. Anything that stands out here, uh, any of these teams, sort of at the top of the leaderboard to you for week two. Yeah, I mean, say looking at their average points per week, you know, hey, kudos to you, Tejas, but he had a down week last week, so this should balance him out. Um, he's average, you know, last week he's average, his average 89.26. So he should be bumping up back above about 120 now with this big week. That's that week one for Tejas. Yeah. We'll give you a little poopers, but King Poop, <laughs> you know, watch out for him. King Poop. I thought, I don't know what King Poop's doing right, but his squad had a good first week. And <laughs> uh, it's them, uh, I mean, he's got a squad. You look at, he's got a squad here. Now he had Tyreek Hill. So, so there's we see the Tejas Plainsman with Jalen Waddle, and we see King Poop with uh, Tyreek Hill. Right, so. and that week one, I think we were pooping on King Poop because Tyreek Hill, I think we were. you know, he had we had like one big play, and that was good. But um, you know, actually Jerry had a big play too. Uh, Tony Pollard had a bad week. MVS another bad week. Kaseki was poo. Kaseki was poo. He had a good game this week. Obviously, everyone had a good week in that game. I don't think yeah. there was a startable player in the Baltimore Miami game that didn't have a, a great week. So. Right. You like getting guys in games like that. I mean, give me those games. But I think all um, not, I think it looks, I think it looks good. The top the top board here uh, kind of aligns for what last week looked like, and then um, some of the guys, slippery when wet, and Kelly Greg meat sweats. Those guys are in the lot lower half, and they had a they had a better first week. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. They still got some dogs in the fight, I think. Right. Yes. Maybe not Kelly. No, I think. Kelly Gregg, I think has one player, sixty player minutes remaining. Um, let's let's go ahead and lay this out. So. Week two, two games left tonight, doubleheader, uh, Monday night football. And, you know, I don't know what you're seeing, but I'm looking at it right now. So the lowest score with zero player minutes remaining is suck my dick from the back. He's got 76.66 total points, the mock of the beast, and zero player minutes remaining. So there's your there's your high water mark. That's what we need to, to get above to keep our heads off the chopping block. And right now... He's got four teams below him. Slippery One Wet, Kelly Gregg Meat Sweats, Schlow Nation, and at the very bottom, um, this guy we know very well, Mr. Frederick Chopin. So what we're looking at right now is, um, just according to these projections, uh, that's 76.66, the second lowest projection on the week. There's only one guy below him projected for lower points, and that's Kelly Gregg Meat Sweats. He's got... One player left, Alexander Madison. What do you think, Jason? I think um, oof, I think he's needs he needs at least ten points. Uh, 
seven. He needs seven points, I think, to tie. Right? Can, can Alexander Madison get you seven? I mean, this is a this is a pretty high. No. Uh, this might be the highest of the week, right? Philly and Minnesota. I think the total was was about fifty. I mean, they're expected to put up points. Two high scoring offenses. Minnesota's defense seems to have gotten worse. Philly, um, you know, they're secondary susceptible regardless of the names on the back of the jerseys. We've seen that every year. Um, but Madison, backup running back, Cook known to get hurt, but, you know, for the most part, he's a workhorse. I mean, they're going to give him the full load. How do you think this shakes out for Madison? How can he get seven points? So let me uh, let me fix my uh, retarded napkin math. It's actually double that. He's going to get thirteen point three six is the actual number. So fourteen points is what he needs. Oh, you're to right. Win the yeah, game. we're looking at the projections. Yeah. I'm sorry. We take that back. Retract. So yeah. Oh, so yeah. Hey, thirteen point three six. So get yourself two touchdowns and you win. I guess. How is that going to happen? All right. Well, the Vikings are flying high. This should be a. This could be a high scoring game. Um, and actually, it could be real high scoring. So let's say. Let's just say Minnesota takes it away, and then Alexander Madison gets those junk times, those chunk times. So you're praying for um, garbage time in the second quarter. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying, what if, what if? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. You're a statistical guy. That, When's the last time that Alexander Madison has scored more than 13.37 PPR fantasy points? With with Dalvin Cook in the game is would be the question. When Dalvin Cook's out, Alexander. True. Madison's oh yeah, very true. Okay, yeah. so but we, I guess we can give that scenario. Like, say Cook gets hurt, first carry of the game, whatever. He, somebody steps on his ankle, he rolls it. Um, you know, it could happen. So I just wonder, like, when was the last time? Even if he started. So say that was the best case scenario, or you get a you know game time notification. Hey, Cook's out. You know, pulled up limp in practice, and you get a full game of Madison. Like, when was that oh. even? When was the last time he scored that many points? I mean, it has to have been. I, there was a few games well, last year because I had Cook. Yeah, I do I remember last, him yeah, sitting. Yeah, I was going to say you were you're a Cook owner. You would know Alexander I'm a Madison. Cook guy, no, I think he's a he's a Cook two point I think if Cook gets hurt, that's your best case scenario. Um, if he doesn't get hurt, I just think you're hoping for that touchdown upside and sneaky. It's third and goal, and Cook couldn't get it done for whatever reason. They take him out, and they put a Madison in to fake the defense out. Who knows? All Good right. luck, meat sweat. So you're saying it's possible. Okay, next Anything's down the possible. line with 120 player minutes remaining and 68.2 points, slippery when wet. All he needs is about eight and a half PPR fantasy points, and he does have Mr. Dalvin Cook. Uh, So these could tie in together, and also uh, Gabe Davis as well. So, I mean, we know who Gabe Davis is. We can pencil in a touchdown, so that's probably, you know, there's six of his points right there. Dalvin Cook going to catch at least two balls before he gets hurt, right? I mean, this is a no-brainer. Slippery when wet's moving easily into week three, correct? I would say so. Slippery when wet's going to be hating on um, – Kirk Cousins slinging it deep and Justin Jefferson taking it in for the score. I will say with Gabe Davis, um, you might want to watch him. He's had some injury issues coming up to this this game, so he might be a scratch. He could be a late scratch, and that'll be he's injured this week. I had, oh, that would he be. got he got he came up on injury report during the week. Um, I got him on a squad and somewhere else, and I've been watching that. So if he's a healthy scratch, that makes that. So if he's scratched, yeah, we've got uh, a full bench here that's played or um, their teams played if they weren't active for Slippery and Wet. He's got nobody else to fill in there if that is the case. Uh, I don't know how this, I don't know if you can drop a guy that's already played to pick someone off the waiver wire. So that would be one out if that's available for him, but we don't think he's going to need that. I mean, he's got 
two two possible outs here if either guy gets hurt or has a bad game. So I don't think we need to worry about slippery when wet. But if we move down uh, a couple more pegs with 49.4 points right now, Slow Nation. He's got 180 player <sighs> minutes remaining. Jalen Hurts, Stefan Diggs, and Dallas Goddard. Again, I mean, you can pencil all these guys in for right. you know easily eight to to ten points in Hurts, probably more as he is the goal line back there in Philly, and they're projected to score a lot of points. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, here? I think he needs. I mean, he needs at least nine points per guy to uh, to tie. So ten points per guy, and he wins. Uh, I think Hurts can get you twenty. Diggs is going to score. Goddard's going to. I mean, he's just getting stack work there. So I think he's. Um, I think Schlo should do just fine. All right, and that brings us to the lonely team down here at the bottom. Frederick Chopin. Dalrymple, um, I'm sitting here at 44.3 points. I've got to get up to 76.67. That is 32.37 fantasy points. Tell me how it happens. Kirk Cousins, man. We've, we've said his name. We've said his name. I think, um, I think he's going to be slinging the rock. Uh, and, and then if just to kind of make you feel good, I think uh, Zach Moss may sneak in a touchdown, steal something from Devin Singletary. And you got your boy Traylon Burks. I mean, hey, let's not sleep on the rookie. You know, rookie's going to get some work. He's going to have to. Tennessee's going to have to throw the ball because they're going to be Josh Allen. We saw what they're capable of. So Traylon Burks, if he doesn't get you a touchdown, he's going to get you yards and catches. And those PPR points add up. Oh, dear Lord, please help me. I don't even want to watch tonight. <laughs> I just want to wake up. Like, just text me when it's over and tell me that text I've made it. Done. All well, right, that's going to bring us to our last segment. Sharpen those knives, because we're going to give our predictions here who we think is getting chopped in week two. Dalrymple, start with you, man. Let's hear it. What is your prediction for who gets chopped in week two of the gu- 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 guillotine fantasy league all right guys i uh looking at the numbers looking at the names i mean i you know i want to i love a good uh underdog but i think my old my friend sucking dicks for the boys and from behind uh, i think he's gonna i think he's gonna hold i think he's gonna hold it off and i think meat meat sweats gonna be sweating gonna be sweating buddy i'm sorry so you think you're, you're taking the kelly greg meat sweats that's your official answer you think kelly's getting chopped I don't think Alexander Madison does it for him. Just like that nasty Trey Lance ankle, I think he's done. Oh. There you heard it. Going to get the chop. Kelly Gregg meat sweats. All right. Um, You know, I was looking at this earlier today, and my initial thought was the same. Kelly Gregg meat sweats. Um, You know, for me, even looking at uh, SMDFTB, I'm thinking that that number, you know, I hope I don't have to get to that number. My hope is that, like you said, Kelly Gregg, uh, my neighbor, my friend, my golfing buddy, uh, I hate to see it happen, but I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping his projected total is kind of about where he finishes so that I don't need Zach Moss to score a touchdown and I don't need Traylon Burks to, to pull in nine or ten balls and that I can cruise comfortably into week three and spend some of this waiver wire coin. So I'm going to go with you, man. I think it's going to be Kelly Gregg meat sweats. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, so... Um, 
you know, if if we think Kelly's going to be the one to go, let's just go ahead and, and extrapolate this into uh, into Thursday night, the waivers. Let's take a quick look at Kelly's lineup here. Unfortunately, he had Trey Lance go out early in the game this weekend, broke his ankle, was not a pretty sight. Um, you never like to see that. We're Trey Lance fans. I know, uh, Jason, you drafted him in another one of our leagues. I've got him in this like stupid Yahoo league I'm doing. We thought he had a big ceiling this year, going to run the ball a lot. Kyle Shanahan offense is just like quarterback proof. I mean, he could put you and I out there and we'd score a ton of fantasy points. So sucks to see him go. Um, and especially that early. I mean, he got 2.5 points out of him, and it was curtains. So uh, rest in peace, Trey Lance. We're going to pour one out for you, my friend. Uh, very sorry to see that. But as you go down his, his lineup, Travis Etienne, obviously Alexander Madison, uh, wide receivers Debo Samuel, Devin Duvernay. In the flex, he's got Alan Lazard. Welcome back. Welcome back. And Robbie Anderson at Carolina. And then um, what I think we're going to agree on here is they're in the tight end position. This may be his most coveted player in Travis Kelsey. If he does get cut, what are your thoughts? Who who would be the most uh, desirable player here? And how much do you think you would have to bid to acquire them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's obvious going to be Kelsey um, across the board. Now, Debo Samuel's definitely a fun play. Uh, we got to see what goes on now there with him and Jimmy G. Um, but uh, you know, I think then we got the homerism factor. J.K. Dobbins is coming back. What's he going to do? Duvernay's exciting. He's a guy. You can probably get him cheap. But yeah, Kelsey's going to be your guy. Um, what do we say? Waller went for one eighty three in the league. Average bid one ninety eight. Yeah, better get that two hundred dollar market influence. We'll see. Um, I think, yeah, 200 plus should be your boy for Travis Kelsey. There you go. You heard it here first. Those That's our official picks for the uh, Chopped Fantasy team in week two. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. It's been locked up. We will see how that fares, how it pans out. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the league so far. It's very exciting. I will say, you know, every week is the playoffs, right? I mean, every week is elimination week. Um, there's something about it. It just like, I have a lot of leagues, but I think about this one the most. I remember last year, the same thing. We had this, you know, the team that we were managing on the side. It was like, I just thought about that team a lot. I like the puzzle that the guillotine league creates. I like the drama that every week brings. And uh, all week, you know, you're, you're basically thinking about prices, how you're going to bid, putting together your waiver bids. If you guys didn't see the video um, of how to do the waivers, I know I had talked to some people that didn't, they said they didn't realize there were waivers. Maybe they were joking. I don't know. But uh, I will put the link again to the video explaining waivers and bidding um, in the bottom of this podcast. And this may even be live. We're actually doing video right now. Just a little secret. It might be up on YouTube later. I'll put the link to the bidding instructions with a little tutorial on how to do your bidding in the guillotine league just to make sure you guys have that under control and you have all the advantages uh, provided to you through the way of the application to be able to do that successfully and build your team and get better and better every week and hopefully last this fantasy football season uh lf guillotine my friend what else you got any final words anything you want to say to the people 
Yeah, people. Hey, week 13, you got 13 weeks to spend your money after that. It's done. So do this, do some math, figure out what your uh, lowest would be per week. Do 13 divided by that or a thousand divided by 13, figure it out. If you spend something up front, like myself, kind of extrapolate it out. Maybe I need to hold off a couple weeks, make a strategy, look at those bi-weeks. Um, you're, you're spending, your money spend is only going to devalue over time. So just think about it, play some math and, um, Think about what you want to do. Reserve that. Maybe say you want to reserve $400, $300, $500 for week 13 for those key guys that are there. But um, don't be shy to don't be shy to not spend. You definitely want to price price influence. Price, what is it? Price. Uh, enforce. Enforce. Price enforce the market. Don't let anybody snag any big names for you know cheap, cheap stuff. All right. Sounds good. I do like that. And I, I don't know if you know this, um, but the way the league's set up, and I did send a message out, and it's in the league setting, so everyone can see this. After week four, you will get another bench spot added to your team to be able to carry an extra player. Again, after week eight, another bench spot becomes available for another player. And after week 12, you will get a third additional bench spot to be able to stash players. So for teams that are still left, you will eventually, after week 12, have three extra spots to hold. Injured players, players you're going to take a stab on, maybe for um, you know schedule in the playoff guy that you want to hold. So that's something else to keep in mind as we go forward. And I will say we've got uh, anybody that's got questions, want to send them into the pod, wants to uh, have it aired. If you got some grievances that you need to air, you know, I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, hear about it. Anything like that, little Festivus for the rest of us. You can call us at 949 444 2467. Leave us a message. We will get to it on the pod again. That's 949 GGG CHOP. Send in those questions, and we look forward to to this Monday night double header. I will be clenching the hole very tight. All right, that's going to do it for Mr. LF Guillotine. I am Frederick Chopin, and this has been the Guillotine League Podcast. Later. See you next week.